Let's continue our daily Bible reading in this Holy Week on this Tuesday, the second, uh, the third day of, of Holy Week, as we are in Mark chapter 12. Well, we're we're right here in the life of Jesus in the Gospel of Mark here too, and and you see that the opposition that Jesus is is running into, and Jesus is really laying it out what it means for him to go to the cross, why he needs to go to the cross because of the the sin of mankind, how we fall short of the glory of God, and and uh, we miss that mark, but how much God loved the world that. In his patience and his love, he continues to send um, his only son into the world. Look at the example, the parable of the tenant, um, where, the, where the owner just keeps trying again and again and again. Jesus sent, or God sent prophet after prophet in the Old Testament times, uh, and God is patient. God uh, uh, doesn't want anyone to be lost. He wants all to come to faith. So while he is, is a God who is going to judge according to, to his law and his way, um, he is going to give us chance after chance to come back to him. And there's a great example of that here. So Jesus starts out talking in parables um, as he's speaking, and, he's, and you'll see in a minute he's going to be speaking to uh, various leaders in the church. He says in this parable, uh, this is what happened. I continued to send my my servants to warn you, and, and you kept turning away from them, and eventually you even, you even took his only son, and you crucified him. Um, and that, of course, is going to happen. But but here's the thing, uh, that, that stone, uh, who is Jesus, who was rejected by the authorities, ends up being the capstone, ends up being the cornerstone, the foundation upon which we uh, base our faith. And then Jesus is going to show us why in the teachings that follow after that. Um, so it says then, verse 12, as we read a number of times in Mark already, uh, they sought to arrest him. So then comes the uh, the Pharisees and the Herodians coming to Jesus to try to trap him. Now this is an interesting mix of people, strange bedfellows here. Pharisees being very strict Jews, followers, separatists, separating from everybody else because they weren't good enough for them. The Herodians being on the political side of thing, um, they're ones who uh, in the line of Herod, King Herod, you can see the name right there. Um, and uh, Jesus says, well, both kingdoms are God's kingdom. So they throw this question at Jesus of the coin um, saying, you know, uh, should we pay our taxes? And of course, uh, the Herodians are thinking if Jesus says don't pay taxes, well, this is going to be charges uh, they can bring against Jesus before Pilate. And the Pharisees are thinking if Jesus says um, uh, that we should pay our taxes, well, then that's going to get him uh, in trouble with, uh, with the Jewish leaders. And Jesus splits them both and says both kingdoms belong to God. Uh, the kingdom of the government um, is God's. Uh, God established government. Remember we said fourth commandment, God establishes an order and, and authority there in the fourth commandment. is apply just to parents uh, in their authority, uh, but to all of us under the authority of government. God wants that for our good so that things are done in, in an orderly fashion, uh, but also then the kingdom of God's right-hand kingdom, which is the kingdom of the church, which deals in, in grace and forgiveness and the law of God and warning people there. And Jesus answers on both sides. Um, he really doesn't give either one of them leverage to be able uh, to use against him because he's God, uh, which is a, a great answer. And it says, and they marveled at him. Well, that's the reason why. Then come um, some more of the church leaders, the Sadducees, um, who didn't believe all of Scripture, uh, as Jesus said to them, and throw this ridiculous example to them about uh, uh, a brother uh, who marries and then and then he dies, and next brother marries her and then he dies. Well, actually, he's talking about what the Bible says in uh, 
um, in the Old Testament uh, that God loved families so much and he loved taking care of, of the widows and the orphans so much that, that he said to them, if, it, if it's true that, that a brother marries and, and then he dies before he has children, um, then the next brother in line needs to marry that widow because she needs that representation and community and, and that's how much God loves a family. Um, and, uh, and then, but Jesus says to them, really the issue for them, verse 24, is you neither, uh, you neither know the scriptures nor the power of God. Um, and this is re really where it comes down to us knowing the scriptures, knowing what the word of God actually says, and then knowing the power of God. Because they're thinking, how in the world, what's going to happen when, when this poor woman gets to heaven? You know, who's, who's husband or who's going to be her husband? And they're doubting the power of God. They're saying from a human standpoint, there's no way we can figure out, get the we part, how, the, how this could work out. And he said, you're doubting the power of God. God can make that work out. You leave that up to God. Um, and then reminding him uh, what I told you the last two Sundays, we are living in the land of the dying and we're going to the land of the living. And, and they're completely flipping that around um, and not understanding that. And, and Jesus sets them straight. Then Jesus speaks to those who are the scribes. Now, when you think of scribe, think of scribblers, the ones who copied down scripture, who, who recorded scripture for people, and then also interpreted that for people. If you go back in the Old Testament, Ezra is, is mentioned as a scribe. Um, but even they too um, didn't fully comprehend what God was saying to them. And and they didn't interpret scripture as they ought to. And, and so Jesus corrects them. So, of course, they're looking at that and saying, well, there's 10 commandments. If we only have one, uh, it's possible for us to keep it. So they miss the grace of God. We are not saved by keeping the commandments because we can't keep them. Uh, Jesus is the only one who kept all the commandments. The only way that, that we can be saved is by the grace of God. And then by the grace of God in faith, we love God with all our heart, soul, and mind because God came after us and God bought us. And then because we love God, we love those whom God made. We love our neighbor um, as ourselves. Um, so Jesus reminds them of all three of those things. It's it's knowing who, that, that, that God is the Lord. It's loving him with all our heart, soul, and mind. And then it's loving our neighbor as ourselves. Which one is it? All of them. <laughs> and, and, they're, and they're all included in, in one another. And you, you see that in the commandments too. And it says then, um, you know, um, when, when Jesus answers that way to this scribe in particular, he's starting to get it. He's starting to come away from uh, many years of teaching where they didn't fully understand uh, what God was saying. And, and now he's getting closer. And Jesus says to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. And then the questions stop. So Jesus starts teaching. He teaches them about the fact that he is both, he comes, comes from the line of David, he is a human being, he's 100% human, but he's also 100% God. He is both part of David's family, uh, uh, ancestrally, uh, but he's also God's son as well, both of them. And again, he's teaching, uh, he's teaching the scribes about this. And then he warns them about the, uh, some of the teachers of the scribes, um, how they're really missing the mark about why God gave that law about the treasury. Uh, and the treasury was to support the work of the temple and all of that. Um, but, uh, but the most important thing is to care for one another. It's really both. It's not one or the other. And then he gives a great example of that, the widow, uh, and we know so much about that, the widow's mite, of those of you who are involved with the LWML and the mite boxes uh, that those ladies fill and do incredible work through them. You see a great example of what that says. All of our offerings 
are saying to God and us, God, we realize you're the giver of everything. You've blessed us. Um, we're going to return a portion of that to show how much we trust you and believe that you're going to continue to give and, and believe that, that what you give to us um, not only cares for us, but it can care for others too. And that's really what that story shows us uh, in that account with the widow is that she trusted God totally. Not a great stewardship sermon. You're not to give everything you have to God, uh, although in a way we are recognizing that, that we don't own it, um, but God blesses us again with what we have so we can take care of ourselves and be able to give uh, to others too. So some great teaching, some great confrontation, and now we see why Jesus needs to go to the cross, has to on our behalf, uh, but also how the grace of God comes shining through there and then uh, pull us to trusting in what God has told us in his word, which by the way is why you're in that word right now, because uh, you need to know that God wants and loves to teach us. God bless you as you continue to read.